Hi, this is Dan Sullivan. I'd like to welcome you to the Multiplier Mindset Podcast. Hi, this is Dan Sullivan, and I've got a great treat today. And this is the very first entrepreneur who registered for the Free Zone Frontier program when we started it. I talked about it to a group of top-level 10 times clients, and right at the end of the day, we actually had an application, and that came up, and he said, I just want you to know I'm in your new program. So that's the kind of person that Ninad is, and it's been such a pleasure having conversations with Ninad. And Ninad lives in Mumbai in India, and so he comes the furthest. And right now, he's having a nice evening in Mumbai, and I'm basically, I've just woken up here in Toronto. So that's what we can do with Zoom these days. So... Ninad, before we get to how you put your entrepreneurial career together, you know, and how you've built it into an amazing service for tremendous multinationals who come to India, just talk about right now, and we're doing this interview in July of 2020, what you're so excited about now. What's the big thing that really, really lights your fire right now? Thank you, Dan. Thank you for having me on this conversation. Uh, the the two things I'm most excited about were non-existent a month back. And so these are, besides my existing business, it is expanding my service and my capability globally and finding perfect fit collaborators, if you will. And once this algorithm works in one place, it can work in any city across the world, wherever my capability is of service to consumers. And so that is pretty much all over the planet. The second thing I'm working on is I'm scanning the world for like-minded entrepreneurs, like-minded successful individuals for whom the workplace is a very important component of their scheme of things. I believe I can analyze a workplace married to their aspirations and create a combination which is better than anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And I do this in the most rapid way, giving them the workplace of their dreams. So these are two projects which I'm most excited about as of now. Yeah, and I think that within the last month or so, you had your first project outside of India. And this is for the big company. This is for your major company. And I remember when you first came into FreeZone, you had linked up with a architectural engineering company in Chicago, and they wanted to go into India. They didn't know India. They were around the world, but they had not known how to get into the Indian market. And you've got vast experience with the key centers, all the key corporate centers, certainly the corporate centers in India. I remember how excited you were that you could do that. It's kind of interesting, if you had had Zoom back then as extensively as we have it today, it probably would have gone a lot faster. So talk a little bit about how we've suddenly acquired this technology, and this is one of the reasons why you can think globally right now. A lot of credit goes to the Free Zone Frontier program and how we've been thinking on our thinking. The evolutionary nature of the program, where we are not only coming up with concepts, and you not only explain these concepts to us, but we actually implement, mm -hmm. starting with you. You walk the talk, Dan, and that is so inspiring. And all the group discussions which happen, I see 
various manifestations of the same concept taking shape. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of sharpens my scale and I kind of extrapolate all those learnings which happen throughout that day. And I just take them home with me. Just the Zoom call which we had. I mean, none of us imagined that we would be learning such quality content virtually. Yes. But the perfect fit which you explained that day on that workshop, I now have a perfect fit vision, which is essentially seven parameters for success, for whatever you're seeking. And I now have a perfect fit vision for not only the collaborator I want to join hands with, but also the person enabling the collaboration. So I have a perfect fit vision for the enabler and I have a perfect fit vision for the collaborator. So this is real, this works, this is practical and therefore monetizable. Yeah, just for those who are watching this and haven't been introduced to the perfect fit vision, it's actually a thinking tool I created in the Free Zone Frontier program. And actually I did it in collaboration with another Free Zone Frontier innovator, Stephen Palter, who's got a marvelous technology called Lodestone. Babs and I have worked with Stephen and his partner, Michelle Lang, for seven years to bring this technology to make it available where you can have instant global events with two to 3,000 people where the membership, the people who are actually on the event, actually create the knowledge that they're talking about And then that knowledge is distilled through artificial intelligence and uh, it's fed back to the community. So through a series of events, four or five, sometimes 10 events, what happens is the community on a global basis using virtual communication like we're doing now can actually create a community. The problem was that everybody wanted to know how the technology worked. And I said, well, it's not about the technology. He's got a worldwide patent on it best IP firm in Silicon Valley has gotten him a worldwide patent. So you can be sure that the technology works. You don't have to know about the technology because he can use lots of different kinds of technology. But what's most important is, are you the sort of person who is a perfect fit for using this technology? So we listed seven qualities that the buyer, the person who's interested in using the technology, this is a perfect fit for you if this is true about you, and we label seven things. And then I showed it to Ninad and the rest of the Free Zone community, and, you know, they're so fast and they're so quick to pick up a concept. I think, Ninad, you probably had yours written by the time I got finished the explanation. But then you found a new use for it. Almost immediately, you found a new use. Okay, so just hold there on the what's happening right now, the exciting future that's just starting to launch right now. But what I'd like to do, Ninad, is go back. When did you make the entrepreneurial crossover? When did you become an entrepreneur that you could say to yourself, you know, I'm now on my own. I'm now taking responsibility for myself. I'm now fully dealing with the marketplace straight on. So when was that? This is almost 18 years back. And so I did a decade of work with a firm before I decided to become an entrepreneur. I should say to everybody, Ninad's specialty is space planning and design so that workspaces really work. And he works with all sorts of other skills and he has all sorts of other skills, but it's architecture, it's space planning, 
And probably as you go forward, you're going to be more right at the beginning of the design of anything. Yeah, we do workspaces. Ever since I founded this company, we've been specializing in workplace design. And and we have a vertical which also builds the designs we generate. So after 10 years of working in an architectural firm, I finally decided that my potential of achieving success is far, far higher than what I'm doing in the firm. And also, freedom was a very important motivator to get started. Now, when I started, it was far from successful. I was struggling and I was trying to make my business survive initially. And for the first 60 months, we actually worked from paycheck to paycheck and we were making things happen. But then, after the first five years, we started getting successful and then we never looked back. After that first phase, the success phase lasted for a while till I reached a point where I was not growing any further. Sure, we were doing projects, we were working, but we were not experiencing that growth, which is when I heard you for the first time in a CD. You were interviewed by Success Magazine. This is way back in 2012. When you were speaking to Darren Hardy, who was interviewing you on Success Magazine, I felt that you were talking to me. And you were speaking of this concept of the ceiling of complexity. Mm -hmm. In two hours, I signed up for 10x in 2012. Before I knew it, I was on the plane to Toronto. I used to visit you in Toronto before Chicago. So that is how my journey started. In the very first year, I broke the ceiling of complexity and there is no looking back. So from the standpoint of the first moves you made, because the ceiling of complexity comes about because the entrepreneur is trying to do everything and isn't really taking care of personal freedom. They're using their personal life, actually, to feed their business life. So if there were two or three concepts that really hit home during the first year in the 10X program, what would you say they were? I think the very first thing which appealed to me was the gap analysis and how that helped me switch my mode of measurement. The statement you made that this is your game, so you define the rules of the game. And you define the rules of the game such that you win every time. (laughs) That was profound. And it was so liberating. The second thing and the most important thing which you follow even today is three crucial things. And so after I achieve my three crucial results for the day, I'm living in bonus territory. And so there is an experience of enhanced freedom. And from that feeling of enhanced freedom, you tend to operate at your very best. Mm -hmm. So these were profound things. They appear to be very small things as we are having these conversations, but they really translate into huge results, which I have experienced. Ever since I joined the program to now, Mathematically, I would have grown 15 to 20 times. So these are not so small. Talk a little bit about the specialty you developed in working with multinational firms who were thinking about bringing their operation to India. Just talk about that. So for the first five years, like I said, it was fighting for survival. There was no real success mantra. It was just keeping the company alive. But once we started tasting success, we realized 
and again i get back to a concept which i learned early on which is the ideal client the best client and the worst client so i realized in the first 5 years i was working with entities and people which didn't give me the best of experience mm-hmm. and so when i started tasting success i chose my clientele and i chose the experience which i wanted to enjoy from my work mm-hmm. and so that gravitated towards some of the largest organizations in the world multinational corporates and large workspaces initially mm-hmm. so just making the choice and predicting your experience in the journey also made a huge difference in that phase we chose to design and build workspaces only for multi billion dollar organizations and so with that kind of revenue there are processes there is a mindset which comes in a mindset of excellence if you will and that excellence rubbed on us we happen to be one of the very few providers in india who could understand multiple geographies who could understand what an american company requires what a canadian company requires what a chinese company requires what a german company requires and before we knew it we were working for the top 4 banks in the world out of the top 10 you know from europe from china from all over the place mm-hmm. so our experience of working with entities from multiple geographies is i think an experience which is exclusive who mm-hmm. us very few people in the geography can actually cater to clients from all geographies yeah nanad it's interesting because a lot of entrepreneurs come into the program and you know i coach a lot of entrepreneurs but the thing that really struck me is that you approached me and you talked to me that even as successful as you were you were feeling a bit boxed in because the space was already determined by someone else you know they would have a architect they would have a construction company and you were brought in basically in some cases to fix something that was bad and you were talking about that that you wanted to get into the project earlier you wanted to start so can you talk a little bit because that brings us right up to the beginning of the free zone sure at the beginning of the last 5 years we saw multinational corporates large organizations getting their principal architects doing the design through our work and through the rules we laid out we changed that equation totally so we happened to be the first architects who came in contact with them if they had any program in india that was a huge huge achievement so no longer did we have to work with principal architects we happened to be the principal yeah. and that was just a few tweaks in our mindset mm-hmm. again it is choosing it is choosing your clients it is choosing who you want to work with and so essentially we chose people who subscribed to our rules and our rules were designed to create successful projects for them Mm-hmm. so it was never about us it was always about them it was mapping their aspirations mapping their success criteria and then adapting and making our business model compatible to that yeah now we happen to be the earliest entrance in the equation if you will yeah one of the big things you began to range not only would you start collaborating with these and you're really a collaborator and you know you're not a vendor you're a collaborator and i think you choose your projects based on do i get to be part of the creative process with the other person here 
And you started ranging outside of India and you started thinking, well, why don't I collaborate with them where they are? And I remember you came to Chicago and at a conference, you were able to start collaborating with a hundred-year-old Chicago firm that was international, but not in India. So just before we get into 2020 and where 2020 is going, it seems to me that every three months when I see you, you've jumped another level in your thinking about who the best collaborators are. And if you can talk about just starting with someone who would write you a check so that you could pay the bills, and now where you are, where you're saying, you know, I can deal with anyone in the world, and I'm looking for people who have vision. What were the steps in your mindset of expanding, 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 expanding? If you could just take it through three or four steps. Sure. So again, another great concept which you introduced in Free Zone, which is the simplifier multiplier concept, and the awareness that I'm 100% simplifying. So throw me any complexity in terms of an architectural workspace program or how the client thinks or how the client wants to enter the country. I can see right through the simplest algorithm in that complexity. And so I realized early on, thanks to your concept, that I am 100% simplified. Once that was established, I knew that I had to find somebody who could multiply my simplicity. So my search for collaborators became that much more refined. And I started seeking collaborators with laser focus. And being a natural collaborator, I could make out who could complement me. The other concept which helped, you introduced, who do you want to be a hero to? Mm -hmm. I realized that my collaborator and I, we both want to be heroes to the same entity. Mm -hmm. That kind of, again, further refined. You know, I always am fascinated with Michelangelo's David. And David is all about removing the excess marble from the block of stone. And so every quarter, you give me more tools and more strategies to chip away from that block of marble and therefore making my David more and more clear to Yeah. But now your future vision has split into two. And that's what you were talking about when we first talked about what you're so excited about now, that you can do this on two levels because, you know, your company is a self-managing company. And it's almost becoming a self-multiplying company. So the work that you can do with the big multinationals, you have the great people inside your company that can now handle the relationships. And you're in for a very short period of time, maybe just at the beginning, maybe just to establish the relationship, just to get the vision down pat. And then your team really, really takes over. So you split in two. But the other thing was... Immediately when you did that, you started going outside India. And India is big, but the world is bigger. Exactly. So the main motivator here was how do I keep myself personally engaged with all this phenomenal learning which I'm getting quarter after quarter? So in a typical workspace life cycle, it may be 100,000 square feet, half a million square feet. It just takes 2% of my time. Because the team is now well-oiled, they know exactly the process, they know how to engage with the clients, they know how to take the project to the next level. It really doesn't take my time. So I have a lot of time on my hands to implement these strategies. And so the lockdown has been a great blessing for me. I have progressed in the lockdown 
five years mm-hmm. in the last two months, keeping the same capability, just equipped with all these new concepts which you have shared. Mm-hmm. I've been able to evolve two new business verticals mm-hmm. without adding one single person in the team and without changing the narrative, uh, without changing the capability. So my capability now, thanks to the tools I've learned, has become a calling card. And now I know how to use that calling card all across the world. Mm-hmm. So I have already successfully established the UAE as an additional geography mm-hmm. in the lockdown without getting on a plane. I already operate in that geography. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to other Middle Eastern countries as we speak. So I was on a call today with Jordan. And we are very close to establishing a relationship there as well. Mm-hmm. Again, the same formula. Mm-hmm. You know, you ask your potential collaborator, who do you want to be a hero to? And if you like what the person says, if that resonates with you, you know, you're one step closer to the collaboration. Yeah. I just wanted to say a thing here. It's always struck me by really ingenious innovators who come out of India that they actually have a gift that was given to them by the British Empire. And the gift that was given to them was the English language, which is the global language. So that's something that you have as a natural advantage. Everything that's going to be talked about in the way of future projects and completion of projects, what the vision is, can be done in the English language. And that's an advantage that you have I think the numbers are it's about 70 or 80 million Indians have English as their first language. Let me add to that. The English language is like a Trojan horse, but the language you have given us, it's in stealth mode and not many people can decipher and understand it. Stealth English, that's a new concept. I'm going to get stealth English. Yes. (laughs) You know, people don't realize when we ask these very simple questions, they appear to be conversational, like the Dan Sullivan question, (laughs) also known as the R-factor question. It is so easy and so conversational, but you get so much information. You get so much wisdom about either a client or a collaborator or anybody for that matter. So Mm -hmm. talk about a different language. Yeah. Well, this is an entrepreneurial language. You know, English can be very flexible language and it can be used for all sorts of different purposes. So the two streams going forward, it seems like it's unlimited the way you've envisioned it. So if we can reflect on the perfect fit that you do for, well, there's two things. There's the check writer, the person who writes the check for the whole project, but then there's the people that you collaborate. And just give a sample of the two or three things that you're immediately looking for that are at the top of the perfect fit vision for a collaborator. Let me start from our very workshop team. So I identified a couple of multipliers straight out of the workshop. And so my buddy, Lee. Lee Richter from the... Lee Richter, exactly. So she's a multiplier. And in a conversation, she put me on to another multiplier, Mike Koenigs. And Lee and Mike amplified my simplifying capacity. So all this going global and my service for highly accomplished and highly successful individuals actually originated from Strategic Coach. Mm -hmm. It started with a conversation. Mm -hmm. And then because all of us speak the same entrepreneurial language, it was so easy to communicate. 
in one conversation mike and i collaborated and we are now polishing this offering which i have and it will be released to the entire world mm-hmm. by zoom <laughs> by zoom exactly <laughs> exactly yeah a lot of things are happening what was your biggest discovery about other people in the world once you got the distinction of simplifier multiplier clear i mean the one thing is to know who you are and you and i are identical we're both 100% simplifiers one of my multipliers carry oberbrunner and carry as a book publisher but what he does for me is that he takes my quarterly books so i create a little book every quarter and then there's an audible version and then there are 39000 audible platforms in the world and we'll do a facebook live introduction we had the 3000 individuals who watched the presentation and they all downloaded the ebook version of total cash confidence a recent book but within the next two days the audible version of the book is on 39000 platforms around the world so what i began to realize is that all i have to do is make my simplifiers really easy for a multiplier to use so when you first got it and you got that you were 100% simplifier how did the rest of the world change when you saw that i'm 100% this now what am i looking for definitely i started seeking multipliers there are some great simplifiers out there as well but the best collaborations happen when you collaborate as a simplifier with a multiplier that was the first calling but then there are also complicators <laughs> people who are neither simplifiers nor multipliers yeah a complicator is someone who tries to prevent a simplifier from simplifying and tries to prevent a multiplier from multiplying <laughs> exactly yeah exactly and so part a of the journey was finding a multiplier but part b was to remain within the realm of your simplification which gives you so much joy anyways so mm-hmm. this is so much fun yeah. this is so much fun the concept that i'm writing about next is the 15 trillion dollar free zone so just again to our listeners on this podcast i'd like to say that i'm 76 years old so in 2044 the year 2044 i'll be 100 years old and my goal for that is that with the help of collaboration with really unique innovative entrepreneurs like Nanad that will create a worldwide community where it's all simplifiers and multipliers collaborating with each other all in the free zone frontier program at strategic coach and the total gdp of these collaborators and it will be 15 trillion dollars and there are countries in the world of course the united states as far as we know there's only one country in the world right now that is above 15 trillion and there may be two or three but what was your thought when i first introduced that that we would create an economy we all have the same rules we all play by the same rules there's a language that we use what was your thinking about that i think once these concepts become second nature to you just growing them is so easy so effortless it is so easy to achieve a 15 trillion economy because we are all collectively in the process of creating a competition free world yes people see covid-19 as a pandemic but we see competition as a pandemic and we are on a mission to free the world of competition 
Yeah. One entrepreneur at a time. Can you compare a period in your life now? You strike me, Nanette, as someone who kind of came by collaboration almost very young, very naturally. You seem to be uh, someone who's easy to work with, a good team member. But when you first started your business, those first five years, especially the first 16 months when it was hand to mouth, you know, if you looked at how you thought about competition then and how you think about competition now, what would be the striking difference? So two points. In the first 16 months, competition was the obsession. Competition was the muse. All my actions were reflective of my competition. And currently, my total focus is on who I want to be a hero to. So I don't even think of myself now. I just look at refining my product, my service, by looking at my hero focus group. That's it. That is the major difference. So the first 16 months, competition obsessed. Later in the interim, more of the product and competition, but Mm -hmm. now absolutely no competition. Mm-hmm. In fact, we just conveyed regrets to an invitation today where they were wanting to look at multiple architects for a flagship project of theirs. So I didn't even have to think twice. I just told my team, please respectfully convey our regrets to them and wish all the best to the project. <laughs> we don't want to be busy competing for a project. Mm-hmm. We want to work with people who want us. Yeah. Do you find, as you're going forward now, because again, you have the two verticals that you're working on, that that same mindset of collaboration is showing up on the check writer side, the client side, for your specialty projects where you're actually just working with a very successful entrepreneur and they want to create a superb workspace for themselves, uh, could be for their family business, could be for big teams that they've actually created together. So that's kind of your R&D lab. I kind of get the sense that you're going to learn all sorts of very interesting things working with these specialty projects that will immediately flow over to the multinational projects. But do you find that that's the first thing you're looking for is that mindset, a non-competitive mindset? Completely. A mindset of abundance. And coincidentally, I just had a deep DOS conversation with one of my existing clients today. It's always amazing to have a deep DOS conversation. For the benefit of the viewers, it's dangers, opportunities, and strengths. And every business, every uh, stakeholder, when you address their dangers, when you amplify their opportunities and you celebrate their strengths, you automatically become a hero to them. Mm -hmm. I had a deep DOS conversation today with one of my clients, and I couldn't help but notice an abundant mindset a mindset where competition doesn't exist. And it was such a happy conversation. I just didn't realize when 45 minutes were through and I was enriched with so much clarity. It's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I know I will create the best workplace the person will enjoy. Yeah. The last question I'd like to ask you is very timely right now. It's just that you mentioned that COVID, to a certain extent, has been a blessing, and I certainly feel that way. And one of my great pleasures since March, it seemed to officially start the first week of March, and I've just been transformed by the thinking. I coach about 500 entrepreneurs in the 10 Times program, and I've done over 100 coaching sessions by Zoom, none of them 
in person, but by Zoom. And both myself and also my team have just been enormously, in a certain sense, surprised, but also just validated that everything that we've been presenting in Strategic Coach has really taken root. You know, it's been internalized by our entrepreneurs. And even where, you know, it's been difficult because of the industry that they're in, they've said, no, no, don't think about the gap, think about the gain here. And they're making changes, their personal life, they're making changes to their teams, they're making changes. But in every case, they've gone out to help their clients have a bigger future. You've been in quite a number of our sessions since March. Is that your take on it too? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the one inspiration I drew from that is you immediately sprung to action. There was a mail from BAPS, which was so reassuring in the beginning. So the minute you start getting clarity on the future and you start creating a new future, I think that is when your mindset is abundant, your mindset is optimistic, and you're in the best place to serve your ecosystem. So I think it is relentless action and focusing on the mindset. I could see that in the multiple Zoom calls and I kind of replicated getting to Zoom, drawing inspiration from you. Mm -hmm. And this thing works, this new project we are working on. I haven't met the clients at all. It's all through Zoom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk about the personal impact. You know, we've put the focus so far in the discussion, but... One of the big principles of Strategic Coach is that it's a 360-degree life and that your entrepreneurial company is the means by which entrepreneurism and success, you know, bigger and better goes into your personal life. So could you talk a little bit as a closeout here on our interview? Absolutely. I think you always encouraged us to look at our lives with the four freedoms, the freedom of time, the freedom of relationship the freedom of money and the freedom of purpose. So there has been an abundance of time in this phase. So your purpose keeps getting more and more refined. You keep getting more and more anchored around what you actually want to do. That shows up in your offering. That shows up when you make your presentations on Zoom. It helps you forge new relationships. Collaborations are nothing but new relationships you are establishing. Mm -hmm. So... I think the freedom of money, all my workshop mates, my buddies have achieved long back in their lives. We all have self-managing companies. So the other freedoms which we aspire for are time, relationship, and purpose. And I think that we received a lot of clarity. Thanks to all the Zoom calls, thanks to all the concepts which we kept reinforcing and the new ones. Mm -hmm. And the new ones which we all learned together and we all experimented real time. Yeah. Uh, Like you always say, the Free Zone Frontier group is your lab, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Ninad, first of all, I'm keeping you up late, but Zoom is an instant transportation vehicle, so we were able to travel to a third place and have our conversation. But I want to tell you, first of all, what a great confidence builder it was on that very first day when I talked about the Free Zone. You were the first up, and I get a sense that You're always going to be the first doing something that the other entrepreneurs in the free zone and all the other entrepreneurs and strategic coach are going to say, why? He's shooting ahead. You know, 
but you're a great role model for a constantly innovative, constantly value-creating entrepreneur. And it's such a great pleasure to know you. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for all your mentoring. And I look forward to many, many years of learning together. Thank you so much. Thank you.